0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Before I teach the Word of God, I would like to encourage you something quickly. I would like to encourage you that if You really want to have the progress in the things of God. One thing that you should do is to get involved in a small group meetings, or we call care group or ethnic group meeting. The reason because, number one, God told us that we should fellowship with Him and we should fellowship with one another. Fellowship with God means to pray, to read the Bible, to worship Him, to spend time with Him. But not only that, God wants us to fellowship with other people. That's how He makes us grow more. When we worship with other believers, when we come together, we get inspiration. We hear the great testimony of people, what God has done in their life. And you can see examples of other people who love God and has been before us and has been successful. So you learn something from one another and inspire one another, support one another with different gifts. And not only that, when you come together, you can pray for one another, you can serve one another. Actually, the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 12 that, Abraham, I bless you. Listen carefully. Abraham, I bless you so that you can be the blessing to the nations. So what is the key to be blessed by God? We decide to use our life, to allow God to use our life to be the blessing to others. So when you go to the small group, you say, I'm going to go there and I will be the blessing to others. I can smile, maybe get food for them, encourage them, pray for them. You live a life of blessing others. And when you make that lifestyle, God will bless you more so that you can be the blessing more to other people. That's why I believe in small group, in gathering, in helping each other so that you can learn more how to be blessing to others. You open yourself the opportunity to bless others. And number four, this is something I learned when I was a new believer and now God reminds me to share with you on Sunday. When I was a brand new believer, I came from Buddhism and I started to go to Baptist church and join into serving and in a small group. And God spoke to me at that time that, you know, the church is a training ground for you. I said, what is training ground? The training of how to relate to other people, how to talk, how to present yourself, how to serve others, how to deal with difficult people that step on your toes and bother you, how to really serve other people. And now after 40 years of being a Christian, that I never miss any small group or church Sunday. I'll look back, yes, it's true. And one of the reasons I become a successful neurosurgeon, because I learn how to relate to people in the church and in the small group, how I can listen to people and serve others, how to understand what other people need. And I apply that in my life, that how I relate to my siblings, to my dad and my mom to my patients and patient families. That's why I became successful because you can have all the head knowledge as a great study guy, but if your personality and your human relationship is bad, you're going to be fired from the job. Your boss will not like you. You will not get favor from other people. But in the church, you are trained how to communicate, how to listen, how to Relate to people. Build your character up. When your character grows up in your relationship with other people, when you go out to work, when you relate to your boss, to people above you or under you or your customer, or you relate to your wife, your husband, your kids, and other people around you, because of that training in the church, you know how to communicate and how to pass on your information very well how you make your eyes, your eye contacts, your body language, you, tr- you get trained in the church. So when you grow up more and get trained, you will be successful outside as well. You will be a good communicator. You will be a good employee, employer. So it's so important. God set up the church to be the place where you get trained, not only in the Word of God, but get trained in your character. I noticed that some Doctors who, you know, I'm, I'm a doctor, so I deal with doctors and nurses. Some doctors, they're so smart, smarter than me, but they failed because their relationship with patients and nurses and people around, very bad. So prideful, never know how to communicate, never know how to listen, and they failed. But the reason my patients like me and the nurses like me, because I learned Christian way of how to relate to people. And that makes me successful. It's not only the head knowledge. It's about relationship. You relate to people around you and make them like you. They send more customers to you. They they refer more people to you. And that's you get trained not in the school. When you go to UW, they don't train your character. They just give you information. You learn only the subject. But the character training, how to relate to older people, boss, People under you, around you, you get trained in the church. In the, it's a community. So I want to encourage all the young people in this room. Take serious about serving, joining, getting involved, and you will be trained unknowingly that your character will improve. Your human relationship, how to relate to people will be improved because you get trained in the local church, learning the Bible and also seeing leaders who have gone through life before you, how they minister, how they resolve the problem, how they deal with the difficult and conflict issue. It's like a home. You learn from daddy and mommy how to cook, how to get dressed. You learn in the church too how to do that. So I love you and I want to encourage you. I want to see you successful. I don't want to see you failed and get into trouble. I want you to be used by God. Learn human relationship and Christian character. How to listen to people. Be humble and also polite to other people. Learn how to forgive those difficult cases and still nice to them. And God will bless you. Amen? Amen. You understand what I try to say here? So God wants to train you to be a successful person in the society, in this generation. And you can also be the blessing to other people as well. How many people want to be the blessing to others? I want to be the blessing to others. And when God uses you that way, you shall be fulfilled because it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, I would like to continue the teaching from the camp, receiving God's best. How many people want to receive God's best? How many people want to fail? How many people want to get into trouble? No, you want to receive God's best. The key scripture is in Genesis chapter 24, verse 1. It said this way: Now Abraham was old and well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. God had blessed Abraham. Another version say in everything. No nothing missing. God bless him in every aspect of his life financial, health, relationship, family, raising kid, his business, warfare, the fighting against the enemy. God give victory and blessing to Abraham in everything. Let me read another key scripture of this teaching. It's in the book of Genesis. Actually, this teaching is about Abraham how Abraham walked with God in Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 to 4. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. So we learn that God is a source of best thing in our life. We need to have relationship with God. That's why you come to church to learn how to walk with God, how to have relationship with God. The church has a job to train you and show example to you. And be blameless, which means walk uprightly. You do the best for God. You excel everything step by step before the Lord. You want to give God the best. Be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you. God wants to make covenant with his people, including you and me, we are heirs of Abraham. And God make a covenant. Covenant means the promise that never break. It stays for eternity. My covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. How many people like multiplication? Do you like to fail and loss? No, you want multiply. You want to increase. Multiply you, not a little bit, exceedingly. Then Abraham fell on his face. Abraham showed gratitude and honor to God. He fell on his face. He was a very humble man. He was very humble. Humility is so important. And God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. God said that on his side, as for him, he already has made decision to give the best, the blessing to His children. We are the children of Abraham. So God makes up His mind already that He wants to give us the best. But we need to do our part too. We need to do our part. And our part is to give God the best, your best. You sow the seed, you give Him the best. You want to give Him time energy you want to give him your service your talents your gift are gonna give to you that's what happened to me many years ago after i became about a couple years old christian i knelt down and say god you are my god jesus you died for me you love me so much i want to give my life to you i want to give my life everything the best i can in my life to you and after that my journey started that God began to shower His blessing and favor upon me one after another because I decided to live for God. I'm not a professional uh, so-called pastor that I, I don't have a job, so I need to preach so I can get the salary. No, I'm not serving God because of salary or because it's a job, because I have nothing else to do in my life. I'm not a professional pastor. I am serving God because I love Him. But, and I want to give the best of my life to Him. So I'm glad that I have been a neurosurgeon all these 20-something years and never take salary from the church even one penny all these years because I want to serve God out of gratitude, not because out of money. I love Him. So when you give God the best, God say, I give you the best. So the key is that we make covenant. I make covenant with you. Check hand. I will not break my promise. I will give God my best, my time, my energy, my words, my actions, my finances, everything I want to give Him the best. And He said, as for me, I give you my best too. I want to give you my blessing. So we give to God because we realize that no one else could ever do for us what God has done for us. No one else can die for us and save us from hell. Only Jesus. We give Him the best because no one else could ever love you and me like God loved you and me. He loved us the most. We give Him the best because no one else could ever save us out of the impossible situation. The situation looked impossible to come out. Look Terrible or maybe cancer, maybe some financial issue, and He saved us out of that situation supernaturally, and no one else could do it. Only God could do it. We're so thankful. We are thankful and give Him the best because no one else could have ever given us peace that beyond understanding. No one else can give us peace. No one else can help us like God. He is the answer to our life every day. That's why we love Him so much and we are grateful. And we want to give Him the best in our life to show Him that we are so thankful, grateful, and appreciative. We give to God not because we are in debt with God. We don't pay debt, not because we owe Him, but because we give Him the seed of love and appreciation. We give Him the seed, we appreciate Him. And when we give Him seed, the seed of the best thing from our life, we give Him the precious seed, not junk seed, not leftover seed, because He's the best person that we should give the seed to Him, or service, or whatever gift that we want to give to Him. He's the most precious person in the whole universe. Therefore, when we want to give to him, we want to give him precious seed. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 126 verse 6, "He that goeth forth and weeped, so have some trouble, go forth and weep, bearing precious seed, seed to sow, shall doubtless come again, come back with rejoicing, bringing his sheaf or his harvest with." Him, So when you sow the precious seed, at that time you may get into financial trouble or you may have sickness or whatever, you get into trouble. You sow the precious seed to God. You will harvest and come back with rejoicing. Everyone say, precious seed. seed. What does it mean, precious? Precious means great value. It means highly valued or great worth or great esteem. We give Him the best. Basically, we give Him the best seed. He deserves the best seed from us. He's the King of our King. He died for us. Jesus died for us. Because He is the best person in our life. He is the best person. We want to give Him the precious thing, the best person in all over the world. People may love you, help you, but I tell you, the best person in your life is the Almighty God. He will never desert you. You know, I cannot be with you on the plane at 5 p.m. in the morning somewhere, but God is with you in the plane. Please don't call me after midnight. I may not pick up the phone, but you can call God at midnight. You can talk to Him. He's the best person. He never has... Uh, the signal on the phone, sleep now, don't bother me. You can talk to God anytime. He's the best person in your life and He can give us the best. Therefore, when we sow the seed, when we want to show appreciation, gratitude and thankfulness to Him, we should give Him the best as well. The Bible says, when you give Him precious seed, you will come back rejoicing and you're going to bring harvest back. God's going to give you the harvest you sow and you reap the harvest. And that's what happened to many people in the world who learned how to sow, how to give to God, the precious seed to God, honor God, live for God, and God give them back. They get the harvest into their life. Isn't that thing happened to Abraham? Abraham won the battle. He went out with his men, only 318 men, and he won the battle of four kings, and he got all the spoil and the good thing back with him. And he said that, "God, no man in the world can say that you make me rich, only you. You are my source of supply. I will give you the best." And Abraham had that kind of lifestyle. He gave God the best, even. God asked him, can you give me your son? Can you sacrifice your son for me? And he didn't even argue. He didn't even say, oh, uh, let me pray for a year to see what I should do. Right away, when God gave him the command, bring your son to the mountain and gave him as a sacrifice, mainly to kill the son on the altar. Next morning, he got His animal ready with his servant. He went up to the mountain and he was ready to kill his son as a sacrifice. Then God stopped him and said, no, 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 no. I'm testing you. Whether you will obey me, whether you have faith that I can resurrect your son or not. And I want to test your heart whether you want to give me your best. I mean, he has a son at 100 years old. The chance of going to have another son is impossible scientifically. But he was willing to give his only son to God. He gave the best and God stopped him. Sometimes God tests our faith as well, whether we are willing to give him the best in our life or not. In John chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world. God loved us so much. He made a covenant with us. So he gave the best to us. What is the best from God? His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him, Jesus, should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave us the best too, His Son. Should we give Him the best too? Or should we give Him junk? Or something you're gonna throw in the garbage can? Something left over you don't want anymore? God, look at your heart. That's why people in the world have different level of uh, the blessing, different level of anointing and grace and favor from God. Some people, their attitude is very bad. They're just so stingy and they're so prideful. And I don't need to depend on God. That's why they don't get a lot of grace from God. If you're humble, you say, God, you're my source. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to give to you. And later on, they will experience the best thing from God. It may not happen overnight. But I can testify that I walked with God for 40 years. Now I'm not 90 yet. I'm not old like Abraham yet. Going to be many more years, maybe 60 more years before God called me old. But I have experienced God best because I decide to number one be thankful, recognize that God loved me. He gave me the best. His name is Jesus Christ. And I want to give my best to him, best service, best part of my finances, best part of my time, my home, my car, everything I want to give him the best. Because you know what? Loving and giving are connected. When you love someone, you want to give to that person. You give service, you give money, you give food, you pay for food. When you love, you give. That's why God loves us so much, and He gives His Son the best. He gives us provision, protection, all kinds of good things. He loves us so much. The question is, do we love God? Do we appreciate that God has been good to us, and God gave up His Son for us? Do we believe that God loves us so much, and He's good to us? Do you believe that? How many people has experienced the goodness of God? Okay. How many people has experienced the supernatural breakthrough in your life? Yes. Oh, Many times in my life. God is so good to us. That's why we should appreciate Him and love Him too. Doesn't He deserve our best gift? Yes. He, he deserves our best gift. Has He been good to us? Yes, yes. God brought many of you to America, to this land, and gave you the good job. This all comes from God. It doesn't come from yourself. Amen? You're still alive today. Every morning I woke up, oh God, so many people died 40 years old. So many people died 50 years old. I'm still alive today. Thank God I'm still healthy too, not just only alive. God has sustained me. Sometimes when we face hardships, God Never let us down. He helped us to come out from that hardship. That's why we are so grateful to God that He has been good to us. Amen? Amen. He has been good to my kids too, to my son-in-law too, to my grandchildren, and to the church member. Pastor Dar always say this way when she share with people. In the past 30, how many years now, 35 years. In our church, we have only three divorces, which is unusual because in the communities, 50-60% divorce. We have only two members who died, two members. In the past 33 years, we rarely have the funeral ceremony. And a lot of Leaders in this church who grew up in this church and now they turn 50, 60, 70, 70 70-something, they're still healthy and strong. Is that the goodness of God? It's rare in the community to live together for 33 years and rarely see people die. Amen? God is good to new hope. Let's give hand to God. He's so good. So I believe that when you join this church, you're going to live a long life. You will not die of cancer. Or if you get something, you're going to be healed. Because we are good to God, and God is good to us. We want to give the best to God. God is going to give the best to this church. Amen? Amen. As long as I live, this church is going to give the best to God. We want to make covenant with God. So I have been talking about the attitude of giving, attitude of serving. We need to have the right attitude, love him, honor him, grateful to him, appreciative. We do this not out of religious obligation, not we have to, not because it's a duty for me to do. No, we give out of the heart of gratefulness and thankfulness. But now we're going to talk about the overall attitude toward money and materials honoring God with our money and materials, with the gratitude in our heart, so that God is the best person in our life. And we worship Him and we don't love money. We don't love money. If you love money, you don't have money. The money has you. If you love money, you did not get money. The money gets you. If you love money, you don't control money money control you. And look at what the Bible say in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. The Bible say clearly, the love of money is a root of all kinds of problems and evil thing and will bring many sorrows to people. I notice so many people get into trouble because nowadays we have spam everywhere. And the spam usually like to happen to the older people. Some phone call in, some email spam, some spam that say, oh, if you invest this amount of money, you're going to get 30% interest. Wow, money. I want more money. When you love money, you can do trouble. You're going to invest in the wrong thing. You spend money in the wrong thing. So the key is, we don't love money, but we love God. We don't let money own us, control us, or get us. We control money. Is it possible that poor people love money? Sometimes you think that only wealthy people love money. Actually, the love of money is a problem of the spirit here. You can be rich or you can be wealthy, but you still love money. You have to be careful. Amen? I admit to you, before I became a Christian, I confess to you right now, I love money. I'm not different from people in the world. When I first became a Pastor in this church in 1988, 89 to before, a few years before I got into the file of God. Every time when Pastor Da talk about giving to somebody, I'm confessing right now, my heart beat. No, 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 no. I was loving money. Really. I got set free by the touch of the Holy Spirit. And I'm thankful I married a lady who does not love money at all. She is a giver. She is a generous woman. But I was growing up with loving money. And I admit to you, I confess before all of you now. But God set me free. And because I don't love money anymore, God bless me. bless my job, bless my finances, everything. Money can control people if you love it. But if you say, no, money, you are not my boss, I control you, it's different. How can we know that you love money? If you love money, you're going to have a limited lifestyle. You cannot flourish and be used by God exceedingly because money will really control you, put you in jail, put you in bondage because you love money. So, how can you know that you don't love money? Very simple. If God say to you something, "Uh, Honey, can you give that thing to that person and you will not use it anymore and you will not enjoy it anymore? Will you give it? If you say, no, I cannot give because I want to have it. I want to enjoy it. You love that material and money. So you need to make a decision. Money doesn't own you. If God tells you to give away, you will give away anytime. And God can give you back more. If God tells you to give that money to somebody or feed somebody and help somebody to go to the camp, you say, yes, I'm willing to pay. And God will pay you back. Because you know why? God honor His promises, His word. When you honour God with your possessions and substances, God will honour you that your barn will be filled, your vat will overflow. Sometimes God uses you to bless other people so that they can have a better life. Sometimes God uses you to pay for a mission trip God use you to pay some equipment, and you say, yes, I'm willing to pay. I don't let money control me. I want to keep honoring my God with my possessions. And don't worry, God will pay you back. Really, I have never seen in my life, people who honor God, who are generous to God, become poorer and get into trouble. Everyone gets blessed. I've seen in my church here, I've seen all over the world, in Thailand, in Europe, people who, are, who honor God with their money. Oh, God bless, not only individuals, but the church level, the church that is so generous, God bless them so much. The church that don't hold on to money and let go and use money for the Great Commission, God bless them. God bring in people into the church and gave more. So it's about the heart issue here. Do we love money? If you want God's best, you should not be a slave to money. You should be willing to give your material, your time, your money. You know, time, sometimes time also money because you make money by spending your time. So you need to be careful if you want to receive the best from God. Remember this. He is a source. He's a source of your well-being. He's a source of everything in your life. He's a source of the good things in your life. So you should honor Him and be thankful to Him. You will not let materials and money control you. But you know that God is the one who can bring the good things to you. Therefore, I'm going to honor my God with my substance. Actually, the Bible never says that you cannot have money. The Bible says you should not love money. You can have money. And the Bible never says you should not have a lot of money. Yes, you can have a lot of money. Nothing wrong about having money. Nothing wrong about having a lot of money. Uh, Every time I heard that the church member become wealthy and have a lot of financial blessing, I'm so happy actually. I'm so happy because I want God's people to be blessed financially. But I'm concerned if I heard that they love money. Because having money is not wrong, but loving money is wrong. You should be willing to let it go and give and bless and build the kingdom of God. Amen. Let me read another scripture. Luke chapter 12, verse 34. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where... What is your treasure? Who you treasure in your life? Who is important in your heart? Huh? Your Tesla? Your Louis Vuitton? Your diamond ring? What you treasure? I hope you treasure God. I hope that you see that God is the most important thing in your life. I say thing because I compare to material. He is the most precious and most important thing to you. Money cannot save you from hell. Money cannot heal your sickness. I operate on so many patients who are wealthy, millionaire, that have cancer in their brain, but they die. Because money cannot save them. Money cannot save your marriage. Money cannot get you out of the difficult situation. Money cannot give you peace. Actually, the more money you have, the more headache you have sometimes. The more property, the more things you have, the more headache because you have to take care of them. Money is not the answer to your life. It's the things that you use to expand the kingdom and to enjoy life. But it's not your answer. Money cannot protect you from a big car accident. Only God can protect you. Amen? Amen. Money is not the answer. It's just the thing that you have so that you can live a life to be the blessing to other people. Don't love money. Don't worship money. But worship God and love God. Treasure God more than anything else. If you love money, your life is going to be very limited. And God cannot bless you. If you look throughout the Bible, all the godly men in the Bible, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Joseph, all the men in the Bible who were blessed by God, you can see one common truth about them. God was their source. God was the one who brought prosperity, healing, good health, and success to them, all of them. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, King David, all of them, Joshua. All these people were blessed by God. And one of the characteristics, they did not attach to money at all. All of them. Abraham was not attached to money. King David gave. Share. Joseph gave. All of these people did not love money. And God blessed them so much. So you have to check your heart. Amen. I want to encourage you to make a firm decision, unwavering determination, serious commitment and diligence to get God's best and to believe that it's as for Him, He wants to give us the best. As for me, I want to give God the best too. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to have the right attitude. When I say give, I don't mean just give your money, give anything in your life, your time. One of the lessons at the end of the teaching, we're going to talk about seed, S-E-E-D. Seed time and harvest. We're going to talk about that in detail, maybe a couple sermon sermons from now. We're going to talk about seed, sowing the seed. And the seed is not just about money. The seed of your word, what you say. The seed of your attitude. The seed of your actions. The seed of how you live, you reap what you sow. If you sow pride, you're going to reap failure. If you sow faithfulness, humility, you're going to reap success. If you sow the attitude of love, you're going to receive and harvest love from God. You need to sow. Let go. Sow the seed in your life. Amen? And I have seen that in my life so many times. When we sow the seed, when people sow the seed to me, show love to me, I show love back. When people are selfish to me, I don't want to give to them either. Like I don't want to give because you're selfish to me. It's about giving, doing the best and giving God the best. It's the principle in the Bible. I love that principle about sowing the seed. What do you treasure the most? Job, success, Money or God? The Bible says, Seek God, His kingdom and righteousness first. And all these things shall be added unto you. Seek Him, His kingdom and righteousness first. And He will open the door for you. He will take care of you. He will provide for you. He will protect you. Make that covenant with God. You give God the best, You seek him first all the days of your life. Next time, you're going to learn about the family of Abraham. Let me read a little bit and continue next time. Genesis chapter 13, verse 2. We talk about Abraham. Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. Genesis chapter 26, 13 to 14. Now his son, not only one generation go down to the second to the third generation. If the parents really honor God, the blessing will go down to the thousand generation. Now the next generation. Genesis 26, 13 to 14, the man Isaac began to prosper and continue prospering until he became very prosperous. Wow, prospered three times. The man Isaac began to prosper, began just starting and continue prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Abraham was prosperous because he honored God. He made a covenant with God. He loved God. Now his son learned from the daddy. The daddy loved God. Parents in this room, be careful how you live. Your children are going to learn from you. Your children will learn from you. If you're generous, your children will be generous. If you're prideful, your children can be prideful. They'll learn from you. The Bible talks about these two men who were extremely wealthy. What did Abraham do? Why he was so prosperous? Look at Genesis chapter 14, 18 to 20. Look at his heart. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high. And he blessed Abraham and said, Blessed be Abraham of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. You know, blessing mean blessed means empower to prosper. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abraham gave him a tithe of all. Abraham gave the first part of his income, 10% to God. Verses 22 to 23 Then Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord. He praised God. God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap, that I will not take anything that is yours. Lest you shall say, I have made Abraham rich. So Abraham, Abraham tried to announce that blessing comes from God, not from man. I will not allow any man to say that he makes me rich. My riches, my prosperity come from the Lord. Amen. So he honored God. He gave God the best. And he never withhold any money from God. He willing to give to God. He knows that God is the source of his life. I want you to try this. From now on, live a life of giving the best to God. And you're going to see God open the right door for you. Bring in the right people, the right connection to you. Step by step. And at the end of your life, you will say the same thing. God has blessed me in all things. Because you are living like Abraham. A man of faith. A man who is willing to give to God whatever God asks him to do, and he gave the best to God. He walked before God, and he walked blamelessly before God. He did not love money; he loved God more than money. Abraham, Amen. Let me read one more scripture, and I'm, I'm done here. Three John two. Do you think God wants you to be sick? Do you think He wants you to fail? He wants you to be homeless? Does He want you to be poor? Does He want you to be healthy? Does He want you to be blessed? Yes. Prosperous? Yes. Successful? Yes. Because when you are blessed, successful, you give glory to God. Yes. Not only that, you can have substances to help other people. Amen. You are not in debt. 3 John 2. Dear friends, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all, everything, all, may go well with you. Does God want you to be healthy? Does God want you to be prosperous in everything? Even as your soul is getting along well. So the key is your heart attitude. Start from here. That you love God. Your soul is so strong, so healthy. You love God, you honor God, you humble toward God you believe that God is your source, you give the best to God, it's your relationship with God, your soul, your spirit is so healthy, so good, then the rest will come. Then you will be healthy. You will be rich. You will be successful because everything starts from your heart here. Everything starts from here. If you're prideful, you are haughty, you are selfish, greedy. you so stubborn, stiff neck. I don't care what God say, I do my own things. I don't need to love God. You don't get the blessing, don't blame God. Because your soul, your spirit is wrong. This is the most important thing, your own heart. That is the starting point of receiving the best thing from God, your attitude, your heart. Amen? I'm not teaching you the theory. I have gone through life as Christian for 40 years. I have seen in my own eyes in this church and all over the world two kinds of people. People who are humble, walk in faith, in obedience, give the best to God, they're all blessed. People who are prideful, stubborn, stiff-necked, rebellious, and very worldly, very carnal, they all get into trouble because they sow the wrong seed and they reap Death and corruption and bad. It starts from your soul. You need to be healthy inside here. Amen? Father, we thank you so much for teaching us the truth. Lord, we commit and submit to your truth, Lord. Your ways are the best way. Your ways are not man's way. We will not argue with you. We will not try to give excuses. We want to submit to you. You are the one who created us, Lord. You know what is best for us. We did not come from monkey. Monkey cannot teach us what to do. But we came from you, Lord, because you created us, Lord. You have given us the principles, the rules and regulations, the right ways to live. And because it's your will for us to prosper, to receive your best, to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, to be the blessing to the nations. That's your will. You don't want us to be sick, to die soon, to fail, to get into trouble. Lord, therefore, we decide to submit to your word, even though it's hard to do. Lord help all of us here in this room and those who listen to this teaching in the internet to have the heart and then mind renewed by the word and by your Holy Spirit. And we will have the right heart, Lord. Lord help my brother and sister who are single in this room, that they will meet and marry a godly spouse who will help them lead them to the godly way they will not get into the worldly people, people who rebel against God, who are so prideful and don't want to submit to God. I pray that our children in this church, all the children in this house, the next generation, the grandchildren, will have the heart like Isaac and Jacob, Joseph, David. They will love God They will honor God all the days of their life, Lord. They will not love money, but they will treasure you as the best and most precious person in their life, Lord. Help us, Lord. Thank you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, sometimes you may feel that Pastor Lau is so strong so mean, so hard. Sometimes you feel that I don't want to be around him. He always makes me feel uncomfortable. But I tell you, sometimes you need to show tough love. If parents do not show tough love to children, they're going to fail. I need to tell you the truth, so that the truth will set you free. If I try to compromise the message to make you happy, I don't love you. I do it for myself so that you like me. I don't care you like me or not. What I care is you are successful. You are blessed. You live a long life. And you are used by God. I'm not here to please any man. I'm here to train you to be the soldiers of Christ. And you can win the warfare all the days of your life. If you don't like me, sorry, I still follow God. You cannot stop me. I want you to be successful. Amen? So I hope you understand my heart. Thank you, Jesus. If you're not sure that you will go to heaven, you're not sure that you will have eternal life in heaven, I want to tell you the truth. We're all going to die one day. The question is, after we die, where are we going? There is the next life out there. The spiritual world is real. I grew up in Thailand where you can talk to the spirit. <laughs> I'm serious. The spirit going into somebody and walk around and talk and jump up and down in the air. Spiritual world is real. So after we die, we're going to go into the spiritual world. I want to go to heaven. I want to be with God. That's why God sent Jesus Christ into the world to pay for our sin. We all have sinned against God. The key is to repent of our sin and to believe in Jesus who paid for your sin. We don't want to rebel against God. We want to walk with God. Amen? So if you want to make sure... After you leave this world, you will be in heaven for eternity. Pray with me and ask God to forgive you and repent of your sin. Father in heaven, I repent of my sin, Lord. I will not give excuses, argue with you. I don't want to be stiff-necked, rebellious, hard-headed. I want to be humble. Submissive to you. Lord Jesus, you came into the world to die for me. You took my sin on you and forgave me. You took my poverty on you and you gave me riches. You took the curses from me and you gave me blessings. Lord Jesus, Forgive me of my sin. I repent. Come into my life. I surrender to you. I submit to you. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Creator. I did not come from monkey. My daddy is not monkey. My daddy is in heaven. Thank you, Lord. From now on, my name is recorded in the book of life in heaven. I have eternal life and superabundant life. Thank you, Lord, I declare in Jesus' name. We trust that this message is ministered to you.